Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. Yeah, yeah, was pretty good last night. Yeah. You know, it, uh, yep. it didn't work out again. No. Devin Booker finally had a game where he shot a decent percentage, yep. which uh, hasn't happened in a, in a while. This is the first time it's felt like Giannis and a bunch of homeless. It, it, listen, the, the Suns, it, it looked like early on the Bucks were the much better team. Like watching that first quarter, I was like, oh, man, the Bucks are just having their way. And the only thing that kept the Suns in it was they just kept hitting threes. If you're going to write an Astro story and you're not in Houston, what's the story going to be? You're going to find something cheated, real, cheating related because that's all that anyone outside of Houston cares about. You're not going to see a lot of in-depth stories about, boy, Jose Altuve's having a nice bounce back year yeah. after last year. Good for him, the former MVP. That's natural, and that kind of goes back to the conversation you were having the other day about, you know, does the national media have something against the Astros? No, as long as they can talk about something that gets them clicks, and this is the only thing that's going to get them clicks. Well, that's the only thing that will get Astros clicks, sir. Right. Here's Brett Fowler and A.J. Hawkman. And we're back on The Blitz. Hour number three on a Friday, Friday, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A-J is the real, at Tyler Drew Scott, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Missed the first two hours. A lot of sports, and then we got a little music either. And I went, I was going back, and we were talking about Hot for Teacher. And, you know, I always thought that was mostly about him having a thing for his teacher. But there are some implied things in that song that maybe she was doing some extracurriculars. Maybe so. Teachers be so, hoes, you know. I mean, they're, they're all over the place. I mean, we, we see this all the time. I, I don't know where they were in my era. And maybe they, they were forced to make stone tablets back then. I don't know. But they, did, they didn't, if they did exist, they weren't preying on guys like me. Yeah. So... I got a little text and stuff for you here, if, if you don't mind. Uh, PFF did the best and worst case scenarios for your Texans next year. Okay. Uh, they basically took grades and stuff and then came out with what the most likely outcomes are. I don't really agree with their results, just like I don't agree with the 0-17 guys. Okay. But they think... Uh, the 10th percentile outcome is three wins. Uh, says Davis Mills quickly replaces Taylor. If, and if that happens, uh, he's, and he's not an answer, and t- the defense doesn't have the talent to run the Tampa 2. And uh, their defensive line ranked dead last in PFF grade last season with J.J. Watt. So that, uh, to me, that's... The more likely outcome, yeah. they have that as the tenth percent. Their ninetieth percentile outcome, eight or nine wins. And he, here's how they explain it. Okay, I'm being positive here. Hey man, I'm giving you- all right, I'll, I'll, I'll hear it. Uh, it says the combination of Taylor and a crowded running back room gives the Texans a surprisingly competent rushing attack. Now I have said that might wind up being the case because just from having an offensive line coach who's competent. And I think their offensive line is is more talented this year. They should be able to run the football better as long as they keep David Johnson on the bench. But it says, although it, it's harder to run the football effectively when your passing game isn't as good. Yeah, 
But I mean, I'm, I'm I'm hoping. I'm just I'm giving you that. And when you're chasing points, mm, maybe, maybe not if you get the ball first and you run run right down the field. Oh yeah, that'll happen. Just just like the Titans do. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, but he said Buffalo ranked third in EPA per run play with Taylor at quarterback. So, you know. What year was that? Uh, 2015 to 2017. Oh, well, hell. I mean, it's the same guy then. Yeah, very well could be. I mean, stop. He hasn't. I mean, you just haven't seen him for a couple of years. He could be the same guy. This guy led the Bills to the playoffs, man. Don't you, don't you just... When he, when he was 25. No, he was, he was older than that because the dude had been a backup forever. I mean, he's only 31 or no, 32 he's, now. He's, he's older than that. I don't think so. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to look. Well, that's the beauty of the interweb. Because, I mean, how long was he a backup in uh, Baltimore? A couple years. Uh, he is 31. Wow. I thought he was there longer than that. I thought he was like a four-year backup. Maybe he was. I don't know. Anyway, um... So, really, but this is how they get there. I'm telling you how how Battle Red Blog says uh, based on pro football. Focus. Did you tell me right away that this was a Battle Red? No, blog I said it was a pro. Did you save that? No, it was a pro football focus prediction oh, okay. that Battle Red Blog wrote about. Gotcha. Don't, don't totally just dismiss all these things. I'm not, sir. Not at all. Uh, Sounds legit to me. So, meanwhile, Brandon Cooks quietly puts up another thousand yard season at wide receiver. Okay. I don't know. Uh, now that one, I'm less likely to believe would happen without Air Humper. But I, I just think any projections that say this offense is going to be good are, are nonsensical. Well, I mean that's because you're you're just a hater, AJ. Uh, let me. I think the offensive line is is a near average NFL offensive line. Yeah, see, I, I think you're selling them way short on that. And I think just... just what do you think, like a top 10 offensive line? I, I think they, they certainly are going to be, a, a, I think, top half of the league and potentially top 10 just because they're they're going to be better coached for one thing. And I think Cannon's a legitimate right tackle. And if that means Howard plays guard, so be it. And, and I think Britt is a huge upgrade over Nick Martin if because he, he, he didn't play last year because he was hurt. But that guy's a much better player than what Nick Martin was. I also say, think saying they're going to be better coached. I don't know that. I think their offensive line is, yeah. Mike Devlin was a joke. Okay. And that doesn't mean the whole team is going to be better. But I think uh, I, I think they've got a legitimate offensive line coach for the first time in years. So Everything else about that offense is well below average. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you're selling the offensive line short. I mean, I, like I said, I think saying they're average is, I mean, I don't think we're far off. Eh, you, I, think, you think they've got potential to be a top 10? Yeah. You I, said they're probably about, you were in the, you know, the I top mean, I, half. I, they'll be in the top half, but man, go look at the rest of the offensive lines in the league. Go look at the Steelers are starting with five new guys. I mean, that. I mean, at, at least you've got a legitimate pro bowler at left tackle. You've got a guy who's uh, had pro bowl type seasons at right tackle now. You've got a, 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 a above average center. And you fill the other two spots. You've, you've brought in guys who've had success in the league. I think you had a real good chance to be top ten. Okay, now, that's the only positive I got. Now, don't don't you know? Don't think that that means now. But I do think a good offensive line can lead you to run the football better. That's as far as I got. I mean, and and now the flip side is you also got David Johnson back there. So as long as you're running Lindsey more. Yeah. Okay. If he's if he's your featured back, well, that's got to be the move. And then Ingram at the goal line. You know what? You got the makings of a running game. That's I'll, I'll give you the makings of a running game. Okay, okay, okay. So that that's and and that's you know now I do I think it's going to be 
as effective as they say it is. Not really. Like I said, I don't know how Brandon Cooks gets a thousand yards with, with Taylor at quarterback. It's a, it I, seems just, almost impossible. Yeah. To me. I mean, I, I think they could. Um, you know, I mean, I think he'll have a decent season, but I just think that's too much to ask. He'd have to catch every ball, <laughs> pretty much. I, I, I mean, this this is a team that I think would be, and he'd have to stay healthy, mind you. Right. Which? How long has that happened? Well, uh, he was concussion well, even, free last even year. Even last year, he 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 still missed time, but I mean, he's been effective. Okay, so so just just so you know, here's what you can expect. From Tyrod Taylor. His three years where he started at least 14 games, mm-hmm. 3,000 yards passing, 3,000 yards passing, 2799. Uh, 20 TDs, 17 TDs, 14 TDs, and 6, 6, and 4 in interceptions. So, what years were those? Uh, 15 through 17, which is what they were pointing to. Now, the Cleveland year, he only played five games. He uh, played, didn't play at all in, in, uh, 2020 because of the the shot i guess played one game so no he started two he played two games started one okay so he but he hasn't played like been a starter for three years so if if you can get him to be what he was in 2017 what you get 2799 yards passing is not going to get you a thousand yard receiver let me let me just say that's the you know when when tyrod taylor was the starter in buffalo you know what else he had? He had a guy named Shady McCoy, who at the time was like one of the three or four best backs in the league. It makes things a lot yeah, easier on that, you. That's why they were saying he, they ran the ball well while he was there. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have to say who it yeah. was. Uh, okay, so here's... They also had like Cordy Glenn and Richie Incognito and Eric Wood. They, I mean, they had a legit offensive line, but... Now, to to be fair, he also had like Robert Woods and Marquise Goodwin as his wide receivers. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. not that the Texans are somehow way better. All right, can I give you the positives on their defense? I, I just I don't know the, if I even want to hear this. Eh, why not? Why not? Listen, I'm I'm trying to give I'm trying to give people a little hope, right? I I have none. I I've made that clear. But I'm trying to give people the the uh, opposite side here that there is some hope. Says the offseason addition of additions of Desmond King, who by the way Lance is pretty high on, and Terrence Mitchell help provide some more stability at cornerback spots alongside Bradley Roby on defense. And young players all along the defensive line, such, such as Charles Aminahu and Ross Blacklock, take a step forward. You're asking a lot there. This doesn't sound like it's possible at all. <laughs> About the only thing I'll give you is yeah, the cornerbacks are better. I'll I'll go there. That doesn't really help anything else. Anyway, hey, that, that's just what pro football focus says. I think eight or nine is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I honestly, we always talk about ranges, and if I had to, if I could bet on between three and six wins, that's where I put my money. I, I think. Well, because mm. I think six would be the absolute best, and that's if Taylor plays really well all year and starts, and if not, or or. The 1% chance that they put Davis Mills in there and turns out he can play. But I could, see, I mean, that's that's the absolute max of six. I can't see him winning anywhere. And I, I mean, I think that's that's stretching it. All right. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 
This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Crank that up. That is such a cool guitar riff. What's better, this or uh, Cemetery Gates? This is the Avenged Sevenfold version, actually. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, oh, you could tell when he started singing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ooh, I don't like I, that. You know what? I'll, I'll go with Cowboys from Hell as my favorite. Oh, I like Cowboys from Hell yeah. a lot. But This Love is the this best lo- strip club song. This Love is badass. This Love is very good, yeah. yeah. Not that I've been to a strip club in 100 years, but when I did, that was one of my favorite strip club mm-hmm. songs. Pantera hasn't been alive in 100 years either, so there. That's true. They live in infamy on Tyler's leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, not the neo-Nazi part of them, but yeah, just not like that the, part. the other yeah, part yeah. of them Tyler's really into. Ugh. Allegedly, I'll tell you another, <laughs> yeah, another one you can't really go around with your tattoos anymore is is uh, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Um, so on this on this story, there was a poll: How many games will the Texans win in twenty twenty one? Um, your options: zero to three, four to six, which is what I I would choose. I think I'd take zero to three. I, I you said three to six, which yeah. I was like, oh, that's that's better. But if you say zero to three or four to six, I think zero to three is more likely. Well, most people agree with you, but we'll come back to that. All Seven right. to nine, <laughs> ten to twelve, thirteen to fifteen, sixteen plus. Anyone who says anything that's thirteen to fifteen or sixteen plus, that's lunacy. Uh, Fourteen people voted for sixteen plus. I'm sure is a joke. I'd have to say those are 14 people who were joking and trying to screw with your poll. Uh, two votes for 13 to 15. Uh, 8% said 10 to 12. 14% said 7 to 9, which is where this uh, story put them. 31% said 4 to 6. I mean, I prefer 3 to 6. I'd, I'd rather have the, you know, but it's kind of like the hook in, in betting. Uh, 43% said zero to three. See, I, that's a big number. It, it is. And I think on the surface, I mean, that, that makes the most sense. But the the reason that I say the high end is six is because they do have some really crappy teams on their schedule. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. The important thing is what are the odds that you get like a Tyrod Taylor that's as productive as he was in Buffalo for three years? Where they had he was seven and six as a starter, seven and eight, and eight and six. They're not going to do that because no. this team doesn't have uh, several things around him. But if you get that player and your offensive line is as good as I think they'll be, you can run the ball. Then you keep your defense off the field. You can win. I don't think. I mean, I think six is probably. If if I could really put a number, it'd be three to five. I think that's probably because you know, I could see them snaking a couple games late, especially. When you get to the end of the season and the other teams in the playoffs and their playoff position is set and you're just trying to show off whether or not Davis Mills can can play at this level or whether he's going to the XFL. I mean, you can always, especially with 17 games now, because there could be two weeks of dead games at the end Yeah, instead of one. Uh, here's some numbers from a guy who played in those same years as, as Tyrod Taylor. I want to see if you feel good about him. 
2015, 3,250 yards, 25 touchdowns, 7 picks. Okay. 2016, uh, 4,206 yards, 18 touchdowns, 8 picks. 2017, 3,320 yards, 25 touchdowns, 12 picks. How's that sound? That's better. That's Andy Dalton. I'm just letting you know those numbers that he put up. They ain't all that great. Like when you when you you've got a garbage can team around you. But although didn't they make the playoffs all those years under under Andy Dalton? Uh, no, not those years. He was six nine and one seven and nine. That was twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. They stopped making the playoffs in twenty fifteen. Okay, okay, they were done. But, that's, after that. but you know what? The, that's still significantly better records than what you're looking at here. Yeah, I mean that's more than three. So, and. I mean, Andy Dalton was functional for a long time. Let's, let's not look at what he was last year in Dallas. That was not very good. But, hmm. Rayman says, I think you're overrating that O-line, Falcon. That, I mean, that's, and that's fair for you guys to think. But it, there's, it's worth debating. But, I mean, that's, I, I also think that, um, you know, especially, at, at least now I know you've got two good tackles. Because Mark, Mark Cannon can play tackle. Now, he didn't play last year, so maybe he's not as sharp. But he was pretty damn good in New England, and he can play the right tackle. Howard, you know, Howard, we haven't really seen him be good since his rookie year. But I got to think now that they're actually getting, a, they've got a real offensive line coach that the guy's got to take a step forward. Maybe it's a guard. Maybe it's a tackle. You can't sit here and, and in any way, shape, or form, Rain Man, tell me that Nick Martin being gone is a net, net a net negative. No. Under any circumstance. Although he's a great leader. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it, it, and if that's me overrating it, okay. But and he says Cully's worse than O'Brien. Yeah, but again, position coaches also mean a lot. And that's the only thing that kind of gives me any hope. I mean, I don't have any hope. All right, let me, let me rephrase that. The only thing that, that gives me any positives to look at is I do think they've actually got some pretty good people on that staff now. I mean, I, I think they've got a legitimate offensive line coach. I like Pep Hamilton being involved with the quarterbacks. I don't know why Tim Kelly's still there. I guess I guess he was keeping his job in hopes that the air humper would stick around. But you know what? I'd rather have Pep Hamilton calling plays anyway. Done it before. Yeah. So, um, and let him run the offense. I mean, David Cully doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to be sitting there doing X's and O's with Pep Hamilton and yeah. saying, hey, make sure you run this, make sure you run this. Um, and you know, Lovey Smith's had success as a defensive coordinator and, um, you know, he hasn't been so good when he's had to be, well, I mean, as a head coach, he had some success as well, but I'd rather have him be like being a defensive coordinator. And I think his system will protect some of the lack of talent better than last year's system did. But I mean, Captain America says you like him, Lovey. I think the game's passed is Tampa two stick. I, I don't think it has actually. And the the reason is you don't have a lot of guys running it now. Uh, not nearly as many, but the ones who do are pretty effective at it. So I, I think he'll do fine. I mean, I, I I think you'll see improvement there, but I don't also, I, when I say improvement, that doesn't mean, boy. I mean, they were, they were, them and Dallas were like two historically bad defenses last year. So if you improve from historically bad to just really, really, really bad, you're still bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think they will be better, but I don't think it's enough for eight or nine wins. So that, and, and that's kind of, 
what I was trying to get at was I thought that the 90th percentile being eight or nine. Uh, well, that's a battle red blog thing. Well, no, it's, that, that's according to PFF. Allegedly. But it is on Battle Red Blog. But I, I mean, I, I could see, I can see where they could be a better group than last year. But that's also a team that won four games with almost elite quarterback play. You're not going to get that, so maybe you can improve some other stuff. So I mean, I think four wins, four wins, five wins. It's pretty much right. I'm going to go zero to three. Okay, Tyler, thirteen yeah. plus. <laughs> yeah, they're going to win it all. But they they really it, it wouldn't be a shock if they won two of their first I, three games. I think 4 to 6 is probably So you where, where, where Fred yeah. is, all yeah. right. Yeah, cuz I mean that's the thing you think about this. If they if they do come out of the gate and win two of their first three, it's going to be hard not to win four games. It's going to be really hard not to win four games. They've done that before. Oh yeah, they have. But that's that's the beauty of having that 17th game, man. So there. All right, that's that. That's as positive as I can be. All right, does that make you happy? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying, man. Trying to give the people the uh, I'm trying to give people something to look forward to this season. But you know what? That that here's well, I don't know who's going to be working with us, but I do think we're going to come up with some kind of Texans bingo game every Sunday. <laughs> should <laughs> we idea. should we update this song? Positive <laughs> Texan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to find some way to make the season enjoyable, whether it's a no, you're not, whether it's a drinking game (laughs) or it's a bingo game or it's a combination of the two. The only way to make this season enjoyable is to to bet against the Texans. We can do like what uh, what Dave and Jerome did where they counted down to or counted up to 100 losses with the Astros. I I don't that's that's their thing. We're going to do something completely different. Okay. So that people will have a reason to watch the games on Sunday and come in and go over what happened. And even if they're 0-17, there'll be a rooting interest. I like it. I like I, an I, I spy game. Like if you see Cal picking his nose, you get... Well, I mean, that's like, yeah, that's a bingo thing. Hannah sleeps at the game. You get a point. And we'll, we'll just, we'll figure it out. And, and that way everybody can play it and they'll have a reason to watch. It doesn't have to be bingo. It can be like, okay, here's a list of things, and we put a point total on them, and everybody gets to pick like five things, one from each. Like we do the golf. It's like a golf version of it, and people can play along at home. And we'll let like one listener play each week, and then they can win a prize. I'm liking this. All right, let's take a quick break. Please don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Disappointed by your HR and payroll technology? Maybe you need to outsource your administration. Go to hrp.net to learn more. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. All right, I have a giveaway. Tell the people exactly what we're giving away because I still am not 100% sure. 
two tickets to the Charlo. Uh, what's this other guy's last name? I don't Castano. know. Castano. Castano. Two tickets to that fight in San Antonio. Yeah. So you well, you have to get there though. Yeah. And yeah. And find stay. Yeah, but you get two tickets to get in. So uh, at six thirty six, we'll do caller number three. And unified WBC, WBA, and IBF 154-pound world champion Jermel Charlo and WBO world champion Brian Castaño will battle for undisputed status at super welterweight as all four 154-pound belts hang in the balance for the first time in history. Saturday, July 17th, live on Showtime from AT&T Center in San Antonio in a premier boxing champions event. Showtime Championship Boxing begins at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, or our time, 8 o'clock. Uh, unbeaten interim WBA lightweight champion Rolando Raleigh Romero takes on Austin Dulé in the co-main event. Unbeaten middleweight Amil Carter Vidal matches up against veteran contender Emmanuel Alim in a 10-round bout that opens a telecast. Promoted by Lions Only Promotions and TGB Promotions. So there you go. You want to go to San Antonio? July 17th? We're giving you tickets to the fight. Make it a, make it a weekend. Have some fun. Says uh, AJ's wrong. The only possible more frustrating thing than watching the Texans lose this year is watching the Texans lose and seeing them cover the spread after you bet against them. That would be frustrating. Well, if you uh, if you uh, actually go on the projections from last week, they won't cover a spread all year. <laughs> They'll lose every game by double digits. So this uh, this guy who's fighting uh, O'Malley tomorrow night mm-hmm. that uh, they had to pull off the street. I don't know if you saw this. As of last month, he was still working 80 hours a week in a paint factory. (laughs) So that's... You want to know the the current odds on him? uh, I I saw him earlier. They were huge. He's plus 550 if you want some. Okay. Uh, Only minus 800 going the other way if you think O'Malley's going to win. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, he... Apparently, a number of established guys offered to step in, but... Uh, this is this is who the UFC chose. He's nine and four in his professional career, and first UFC fight, and also apparently very good at working in a paint factory. Yeah. So just just thought I'd share that. And you know, you, you went over the card earlier, but uh, um, boy, a lot of people excited about this one, man. A lot of people. All right. Uh, the speaking of since we're on combat sports, apparently. You see all the people who uh, tested positive in Tyson Fury's camp for the Rona? Yeah, and they bumped that fight back, which is disappointing. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he was one of the people. Uh, according to Dan Raphael, he said, I've been told Fury got one vaccine dose, but never got the second. At least three others in camp also positive. So, um, so like, he could have gotten the second, and he just decided. I, I think what that... <laughs> What's happened is that second shot, everybody here is like, oh, he got sick. And if you're an athlete training for a big fight, you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But, man, that's that's the risk. Well, take, and everything I'm reading is that, like, uh, the effectiveness is, like, 50% if you've only had one yeah. shot. So, you know, you want a coin flip. Uh, but if you get in the first one, you might as well get the second. That's what I'm saying. Like, once you get the first one, aren't you kind of committing? Uh, but the outbreak in his camp includes assistant trainer Andy Lee, featherweight Isaac Lowe, and former heavyweight titleist Joseph Parker. They're all members of Fury's camp, helping him to prepare for the fight. Uh, Raphael reports a new fight date likely, likely to be in early October. Mike Coppinger says October 9 in Las Vegas. All right. Hey, I'll be there. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, you will be there. I don't know if you'll be at the fight, but you'll you'll be in Vegas. Well, I'll be. I'm, I don't know. I'm still hope- got some hookups. I'm hoping that maybe maybe we'll be out there for that now. Maybe so by then. So um, yeah, Rain Man says Rocky worked in a meat plant. Just saying. Yeah, Rocky also was collecting for the mob. That's true. If you recall, uh, he was he was a goon. But uh, that would that would be a big story, certainly, and a big price. More importantly, uh, so one other story I wanted to get to that uh, I you're still looking for PS fives, but you 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 like playing games, right? I mean, I used to. I don't have time to play anymore. I, I mean, maybe if I got a PS5, I'd find some time. But, um, Well, remember, at some point, I'm sure someone told you or you told one of your kids, hey, dude, you're playing too much of this stuff. You, yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, uh, there have been a lot of debates over the years about the impact that it has on you psychologically. Now, I'm guessing that the person who did this is a big time gamer yeah but uh it says uh commercial video games uh actually are positives when it comes to fighting depression and anxiety it could be an inexpensive readily accessible internationally available effective and stigma-free resource to help tackle the issues um it says that uh depression and anxiety disorders are most prevalent in the general population it says 264 million and 284 million people respectively affected. But citing a, a series of studies, present findings that certain video games help decrease depressive moods by promoting enjoyment, flow states, and motivation. I think there's like a line that you eventually cross. Like, a, okay, you play enough video games, now you're depressed again because that's all your life is is video games. You no, play because no, it's an escape, though. You don't have to live your yeah, real life. but you, like, play one game, and you're like, oh, that was fun. If you play, like, if you find that you've been playing video games for 14 hours, and you've got, like, I don't know, you've got a pizza stain on your shirt, and you, you haven't moved, and you've drinking two two liters of Mountain Dew. You're eating cold hot dogs. Yeah, you're kind of a loser at that point. Or, like, if you maybe if you don't. that's, like, all you do outside of work, like, you go to, go to work, come home, play video games. Wake up, go to work. Like, but it's not. It's that, not like, about monotony. what you think. It's not about what you think about them, guys. It's about what they think about themselves. And the guy who's sitting there peeing in a jug because he doesn't want to get up and is enjoying his his Call of Duty battles and doing it all the time, and that makes him happy. And who are you to judge him? Just, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of the point of it. Is that sometimes it makes people feel better? But are they losers? Yes. It's not. You know, come on. But. If you feel better about yourself, then what do I care what you think? Yeah. That's all. Uh, and no, Cal McNair did not write that article. Cal can't spell. That would, that would take too much work. I love playing Atari. That sounds going to be nice to Cal today. I wasn't going to do a Cal. I wasn't going to say anything bad about him. I was going to try to be positive. Of course, I think most people realize that Cal's a buffoon, right? Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's pretty official. Okay. Okay. he's like he's reached James Dolan levels where yeah, so no it, one's like, hey, why are you bad mouthing our owner? Nobody's doing that. Mm. There's there's no Cal defenders out there. I, I I honestly would like to hear one. I think even his own mom is kind of like, mm, yeah, you know, this guy's a dope. 
I, I bet I bet the wife defends him. I don't know if she believes it, but I bet she defends yeah. him. Um, I, I I honestly would like to hear, and I'm I'm not saying this to be an a hole. I really would like to hear somebody defend Cal McNair. I mean, give me one reason why we shouldn't think he's a complete buffoon. Are you? Was that hypothetical? No, it's not hypothetical. Oh, I, I really I, I want don't to know. know. I, I got nothing. No, I'm not asking like you. Open it up for calls. I, I don't know. I, well, I mean, I, I, somebody out there, someone out there, yeah, somebody out there has got to have a positive, right? You know what, Jesus Easterby, if you're listening, you know, I, I, I don't know. Not the cow cares, but I, I, I'm, I'm sure somebody out there can say, no, you know what he does really well? No, I don't. That's, <laughs> I'd like to know. I got nothing. Yeah. But, and there are people who have, believe it or not, told me some positive things about Jesus Easterby, that he's very good in a crisis with uh, helping working with people individually that there are a lot of people who do believe in him. <laughs> Cal looks tall. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um, you know, and, and so there's there's not as much of that as there is the bad stuff that you hear, but I do hear some of that. Cal's wife defending him probably sounds like she's trying to apologize for him. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I mean, and I, I, and I, do, I do wonder because... That being the case, and we've talked about the ticket sales and everything else and how bleak it's going to look. Um, you know, I, I the, the, a bad owner will do that more than almost anything. Yeah. And, yeah. All right. Because uh, the Batman superpower, I'm rich. Yeah, I mean, he's rich. There's that. Okay, but is that really a positive in terms of owning the team? Guess what? You know what? There's 31 other guys that own teams, and guess what they are? Hmm. Any chance the infamous Baytown badass replaces AJ? I, I think he's. I think he's pretty happy. Hey, Bubba, I ain't got time for that other afternoon. I got one afternoon show. I only got one afternoon in a day. One plus one equals one. You know what I'm saying, Bub? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take a quick break here. We'll be back to wrap things up on one of the final Fridays of the Blitz. CSP in 97.5, The Blitz, Blitz on ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And we will not have stupid stuff today. What a bozo. You got one job. Well, you know who wouldn't have done this? Juggalo Trey. No, he would have not done it. <laughs> well, okay, I'll partly blame it on him. I didn't get any uh, source material from him on Tuesday. There were Y'all did a lot of sports on Wednesday, and then there really wasn't any like stupid stuff from Lance. 
So he didn't really have a lot of source material to begin with. It, it, okay, that that's the ultimate deflecting right there. I mean, I'm just saying it. I, I, it would be I, all. I could have gone and pulled you AJ and Barry if you wanted stupid stuff. Well, well we then, won't play that again. Yeah, yeah. yeah apparently, there's a. I I know nothing. I wasn't here. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I was working on something else. So there. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see if I can find something stupid. How about a stupid way to die? Okay, I'll buy it. Uh, a coroner has determined that a what killed a woman at an Indiana theme park last month. Okay. Don Jankovich, 47, was riding a roller coaster called The Voyage. And basically the force of the, the roller coaster. You know, this was When you say it like that, it sounds like, like the movie guy. The Voyage. Well, this took her on a voyage to the next life. Mm, well, Apparently the force of the roller coaster caused her right internal thoracic artery to tear. Causing severe internal blood loss. Uh, the coroner said it was an accident. It's just a reaction her body had from riding the ride. It had nothing to do with a malfunction or anything. But he's on the payroll as far as the safety or that type of thing. But, uh, yeah, I think that would suck to be on a roller coaster and have an artery explode. That's not a fun way to die. And, and internal bleeding, too. So it's not like any, if people see blood squirting out and they're like, oh, let's save her. No, it's like, oh, look, she's turning kind of weird-looking color. Wonder what's wrong. Oh, dead. Damn, hate when that happens. I've got a fireworks story that you might enjoy. Uh, does it involve death? No. Did they kill a hockey goalie? It involves okay. having your your thing blown off. How about that? Okay. I'd rather you? have death. Wouldn't you? Probably, yeah. yeah. Pennsylvania, man. Pennsylvania is the it's, no. the, it's the Florida of the... Yeah, it, it, the but, nor- northeastern Midwest part of the country. Is he still technically a Pennsylvania man? I mean, he's, I don't know how he identifies now. Okay, I'm just asking. Apparently, he's doing a lot of bleeding from down there, so maybe he's maybe he's changed his mind. Um, he decided that it was a good idea on the Fourth of July. Like, I don't know if you guys ever do this. Every once in a while, when I'm feeling silly, I'll uh, I'll hold a bottle rocket in my hand and let it go. And it's very loose, and if it's too big, it'll, like, singe all your arm hairs off and stuff. So you got to be kind of careful if you're doing – not something I do all the time, but I've done it before. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I admit to doing that up until I was about 20 years old and then decided that wasn't the smartest thing. And I'm sure a lot of you have thought it would be really funny to pretend like the bottle rocket was your penis and hold the stick between your legs and then light it and – of course, you want to let it go at the last minute possible, and sometimes you wait a little bit too long, and it blows your penis off, and you have to be taken uh, to uh, by helicopter uh, to the local hospital for severe bleeding. And then, even after that, you face a citation for discharging fireworks in a violation of the Mount Pocono fireworks ordinances. Eh, you know what? You deserve that, sir. Like, dude, you're going to give me a fine? I've, I've lost my, my manhood. Uh, I got to tell you, no sympathy whatsoever. I mean, you're a dumbass. Congratulations. Let's see your lineup tonight. Uh, you have Abraham Toro and Robel Garcia in the lineup. Obviously no Correa. And uh, as your Astros take on the Yankees. Yankees who are not good. 
But I, I will still say this. If you're going to bet on – if you want to get a bet in on them to actually win the AL, now would be the time to do it. Yeah. It's your best price if, if you think they're going to turn it around. But it doesn't sound like they're going to be out buying at the deadline. So if they're not, I mean, that's pretty tall order for them to get it together. But anyway, just enjoy them as they – because the way the Astros have been playing – They've been playing really well against the good teams, not so good against the bad teams. Guess what the Yankees are? <laughs> they're, they're a below-average team. They're or a fourth-place team. They're not a good team right now. So I look forward to there, – there's very few series during the course of a season that I you know, get interested enough in to, to watch more than a few innings. Dynamic pricing. Yeah, it, the dynamic pricing <laughs> ones. It's, it's the Yankees. It's the Dodgers. The Padres this year when they were in. Yeah. Um, and, and the Montreal, the Montreal Expos, the Montreal Expos don't exist. Oh, well, you're wearing their hat. So. I am. It's kind of a throwback hat. Oh, yeah. He, look at, he's so, uh, he's so cool. Throwback. Yeah. Did you only, did you get it at a if thrift it, shop? I did not get it at a thrift shop. It'd be a whole lot cooler if you did. Now, did you buy the hat before the team moved? No. Did you buy that hat in the last year? Um, I did not buy the hat. The if, like, Your Canadian wife bought. Well, I, I I think the last time she went to Montreal, she bought me an exposed Gary Carter jersey, which is one of the few. Which is you know, I don't wear jerseys with they other men's names. Sell expos that no, they don't. That there? was that was a problem, and so I was I I think I talked about that on air. It's like that was the only expos thing that she could find while she was in in Montreal, and so a friend of mine who happens to live in Montreal who listens to the show. It was like, I'll get something for you. And it showed up in the mail. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. So there. Plus, okay. I, I, we saw that one in Vegas that time. And I thought, man, that kind of looks cool, but it's not my style. You know, because it was like a snapback. Mary, you, you were going to buy that. You were going to buy that Expos hat. I won't buy snapback hats. Yeah. I'm against and it. And that was, that was the reason nobody wanted it. And, uh, but, you know, so he sent me this. And, yeah, I, I trot it out every now and then just to... I've got a, I've got a few more throwback things now. I got this, and uh, somebody ordered me a Hartford Whaler shirt, which would be kind of cool. I don't really like Hartford, yeah. But could you even be a Whaler now? I don't know. If you're a guy who's already into fat chicks, <laughs> and, probably, oh, like whaling, whaling. Yeah, like Juggalo Trey's a Whaler. Yeah, I guess. But like, but actual <laughs> actual whaling is kind of frowned upon, right? You're like not, what's the ship that goes around and uh, they try and like wreck uh, actual whaling ships? Oh, I don't know anything There's about like them. A, it's yeah. an, an anti-pirate. That ship. sounds like a Greenpeace thing to me. Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, and, and if you remember Star Trek Four, they had to save the whales from a whaler. I've never seen a full Star Trek movie. That's not true. I saw one Star Trek movie. The uh, new ones? Yeah, like a newer one. Yeah. What was that handsome guy's name that was in the newer ones? Uh, the guy playing Shatner's role? Yeah, Chris was it, Pine? That guy? No, 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 he's no, no, not, no. no he's not handsome. He's, he's kind of weird looking. I mean, he's no. a good actor, but he's weird looking. Um, what was that guy's name? That's, uh, no, this, this, oh, it was was uh, was it Chris Pine? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It yeah, was but him. Chris Pine's kind of weird looking. He, he was handsome in that movie, I think. Mm, okay, whatever you're into, I'm not. Was Zoe Saldana it. in that movie? 
Yes. Yeah, that's the Star Trek movie I've seen. And okay. the guy who plays uh, Carl Urban from The Boys, he was in that movie too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he wanker. Uh, yeah, I, for some <laughs> for some reason, I was watching uh, one of the Lord of the Rings movies the other night when I was stoned. And I forgot Carl Urban was in that too. I'm like, dude. All we need him to do is drop a C word in here. Yeah. This would be perfect. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Another Friday in the books as we continue the countdown to extinction. That's two Star Trek references today, by the way. Wrath of Khan was by far the best of all of those. To infinity and beyond. Was that? That wasn't that. Yeah, that's wasn't it. That, that's that the show one. where Woody and the space guy were yeah. like lovers. Okay. I'm, yeah, that's Star Trek. Okay. It's where the uh, spaceman does does sex with the cowboy. Uh All right, on that note, let's just get the hell out of here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Until Monday, stay sportsy, bitches. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. I don't blame you, Don.